This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. I'm Damian Bulwa. Today on Fifth and Mission, a new district attorney in San Francisco means a new approach to prosecuting alleged drug dealers. San Francisco is in the midst of a drug epidemic. Through June, at least 297 people had suffered fatal overdoses in the city, with most of those deaths involving the super-powerful opioid fentanyl. How to best try to intervene in this crisis is one of the city's pivotal debates. San Francisco uses a strategy called harm reduction, trying to meet drug users where they are and keep them alive. But the city doesn't always provide enough drug treatment options, and it doesn't offer so-called safe sites, like New York City now has, where people can use fentanyl and heroin under supervision. Meanwhile, many city residents want to see a crackdown on open-air drug dealing that exists downtown, particularly in the Tenderloin neighborhood. And this desire was an animating force in the recent recall of District Attorney Chase Boudin. Now the new DA, Brooke Jenkins, appointed by Mayor London Breed, says she's changing things. She wants more punishment for dealers, and her first move, which she discussed on Wednesday, is to revoke some offers of plea bargains that the office had extended to defendants under Boudin, and that she now sees as too lenient. Her opponents say she's embracing a failed war on drugs. My guest to talk about all of this is Chronicle reporter Megan Cassidy. She covers law enforcement in San Francisco. Megan, thanks for joining me. Hi, Damon. Thanks for having me. So, Megan, tell us what Brooke Jenkins said on Wednesday about how she's changing things with drug defendants. Sure. So this was, I would say, the most concrete step that she has taken to date regarding her new drug policies. After a review that took a few weeks uh, that started just as soon as she got into office, D.A. Jenkins announced that she is going to revoke more than 30 plea deal offers that were extended to people who were arrested on suspicion of selling drugs, but that were not yet accepted by those defendants yet. And the reason for this is that she believes that these particular defendants simply shouldn't have been given these offers because they were too lenient. Um, a lot of them, I think actually all of them were offered to be to plead down to misdemeanors. These charges were for uh, felony crimes. And now all of these plea deals now, the offers have been revoked and the district attorney's office is giving them a new plea offer that involves a felony. All right, let me get this straight. So these are people that have been charged by the DA's office and they're essentially awaiting trial. They're moving toward trial and they're they're sort of weighing offers that the DA had made. Exactly. So some of these people have actually seen the offers that were on the table and said, no, that's no good for me. I'm going to wait for something better. We're going to try to renegotiate. Some maybe haven't made any sort of a choice through their attorneys yet, but these are offers that have not yet been accepted. Okay. And we're just talking about fentanyl? Uh, in, in these cases, yes. The ones that have been revoked are all only dealing with fentanyl. And what about drug possession, people that are essentially drug users, are they affected here? 
No, nothing that uh, D.A. Jenkins said in her recent announcements uh, really involve users at all. She has made clear that she wants to specifically target fentanyl dealers and fentanyl dealers with uh, several open cases or who were caught with large amounts of the drug in their possession. So, Megan, you're tapping into one of the big debates in the city, which is how to deal with the fact that there's a lot of people addicted to drugs. There are a lot of fatal overdoses. What does D.A. Brooke Jenkins say about why this is necessary? So Brooke Jenkins uh, has been pretty consistent since she quit the DA's office last year when she worked for Boudin, when she joined the recall to help push him out of office, and then now as a district attorney, which is saying that the way that the district attorney's office has prosecuted drug cases has been way too lenient, that um, people with several open cases are allowed to plead down to misdemeanors, to not spend time in jail, to be given access to diversion courts. And she she believes that it has gone too far, that it uh, has produced just a sense of lawlessness in the city and that has contributed to the fatal overdoses. Okay. And what about Boudin supporters? I mean, they're really upset already about this strategy. They see it as a rollback of reform. Right. Yeah. Uh, what they're saying is I think kind of in line with a more nuanced view of what people would call the failed war on drugs. Um, you know, I think a lot of times there there is some agreement between Brooke Jenkins and Chase Boudin's supporters that um, add, people who are facing addiction, users, uh, should not be should not face these stiff penalties like we had in the past. But where I think that Boudin supporters and other progressives would argue against Jenkins's new policies is that they would say that there is a benefit to extending reforms to those selling drugs as well. So basically, if you look at these cases individually, many people who are selling drugs are doing it because of their own difficult circumstances, be that housing, maybe their own addiction or trouble getting a job. And that particularly involves people who are not living in the country legally. And in recent history, Honduran nationals have been a big population of the people who are arrested for selling drugs. So the argument for expanding diversion programs and second chances for people arrested for dealing is to help them to also tackle the root causes of the problem. All right, Megan, I want to ask you about that immigration issue later, because I know it's a big part of this debate. But first, what other policies did Brooke Jenkins talk about? I know she went further than talking about these revoked plea deals. So in addition to revoking these plea offers, uh, D.A. Jenkins introduced three new policies that she says will help to clamp down on the dealing in particularly in the tenderloin. Uh, The first one is that people who are caught selling drugs within a thousand feet of schools could face enhanced penalties that could be up to an additional two years in jail or prison. The second one would put a cap on the amount of uh, drugs that police can find on you and that you would still be eligible to go to a diversion program. So now anyone that is caught with more than five grams of drugs on their person when they're arrested, they're not eligible for diversion programs. And then the third policy is that in certain circumstances, D.A. Jenkins calls them extreme cases, they are going to ask a judge to hold defendants in jail without the possibility of bail Uh, until their trial or until the case resolves. We'll be right back. 
You can support the newsroom that creates Fifth Emission by signing up for unlimited access at sfchronicle.com slash pod or by downloading the San Francisco Chronicle app. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Megan, I want to get back to an issue you raised before, which is immigration. A lot of the folks that San Francisco charges with drug dealing do not have legal status. How are these moves by Brooke Jenkins going to affect immigration? Under Chase Boudin's administration, a lot of the defendants who were arrested for drug dealing charges were not citizens, um, and he allowed them to plead to a different charge of accessory after the fact. Uh, The reason for this is, is that if somebody who is not in the country legally is convicted of a drug sale, that means that they are convicted of a deportable offense. They could be eligible for deportation if the if federal agents ever get a hold of them. What Brooke Jenkins is doing now is not a complete 180 of of this, but saying that in certain certain circumstances, plea deals are not going to specifically protect a defendant from having a deportable offense on their record. She's saying that in first-time offense cases, in minor cases where they're holding a small amount of drugs, in in those cases, uh, the the new DA says that she will work with them. She will allow them to plead to uh, these same types of charges that Chase Boudin's office was allowing them to plead to. But in some of what she says are the more extreme cases where there are several open cases, repeat offenders carrying large quantities of drugs. In these cases, they say, she said, it's not going to be a free for all. They are not going to extend a plea deal that would help a defendant preserve their immigration status. All right. So some of this is is fairly particular to certain places like San Francisco. I mean, what does it say under the law? Do prosecutors have to take into account immigration status when they're looking at a plea deal? They do. Uh, that That is part of the law. Uh, but there is also some sub- subjectivity on the part of prosecutors. I would not be surprised if uh, Chase Boudin's administration, because of his uh, more left-leaning policies, extended this more than other counties do. Um, what Brooke Jenkins is saying is that if we are going to tackle the drug problem, we need to be giving people stiffer penalties and uh, only really allowing people to use the sanctuary city laws when they are law-abiding citizens. San Francisco, as most people know, has its own sanctuary law. Does this affect that? No, it does not affect uh, San Francisco's sanctuary law. And in in San Francisco, as in um, several other cities across the country, uh, city officials are prevented from working with federal immigration agents. Um, And what this would do is, you know, Jenkins's office is not going to start directly working with agents, but they're also not going to. But the the plea offers aren't going to protect somebody from having a deportable offense on their record either. 
Megan, it sounds like overall Brooke Jenkins is trying to separate herself in pretty stark terms from Boudin. I mean, why is she doing that? And what else can we expect to see from her? Well, Brooke Jenkins, probably more than anybody else in in San Francisco, was really the the leading voice and face of his recall campaign. During Chase Boudin's tenure, uh, he frequently butted heads with Mayor London Breed, who has famously said that the city needs to crack down on on drug crimes, uh, stop tolerating the the BS that is in this city. And I think that that is something that Jenkins feels that a lot of voters resonate with. And this is an attempt to distinguish herself from her predecessor. It also could be a winning strategy for if for when she runs again in November. Now, let's not forget, she has a you know, even though she was just appointed by London Breed last month, she is going to have to convince voters in just a few months of why they should keep her in office and not elect another progressive prosecutor. Perhaps it's even Chase Boudin. On the other hand, Boudin's supporters have been extremely vocal in calling out these first moves by Jenkins, saying they're undoing all of Boudin's good work. What is their strategy? Are they trying to seed the ground already for Boudin to return? Yes, for really every major announcement that DA Jenkins has had since she's taken office, there has been a an immediate backlash by Boudin supporters, uh, including his former staff members, uh, 15 of whom uh, Jenkins fired within a week of being in office. So whether this is potentially seeding the ground for another run by Boudin or another prosecutor, or just really uh, now they're able to speak out uh, about some of the anger that they have on her policies, kind of remains to be seen. Uh, Boudin has not announced yet whether he intends to run again, either in 2022 or for another full term in 2023. Okay, Megan, I want to be really clear on the issue of drug possession, right? Different than drug dealing. There's been a lot of debate about that. Mayor London Breed has said that perhaps she might want to use arrests against people for drug possession. And in fact, police do make those arrests. What is Brooke Jenkins saying about whether her office might charge those arrests? So that is less clear at this moment. What we do know is that uh, right when Jenkins took office, there was a wave of charges coming from the DA's office uh, for people who were caught possessing uh, drug paraphernalia. Most of the time, this is a pipe. This was a complete departure from Boudin's administration. They, They almost never charged a simple possession case or a possession of drug paraphernalia case. What Jenkins did, though, was kind of a surprise. She ended up dropping all these charges, saying that they were filed by mistake, they were not done by her directives, and that she has no intention of targeting users. So this did seem to be a disconnect between Jenkins and the police department regarding how they were going to treat users in this equation. Well, Megan, we'll have to see how it plays out. Thank you so much for coming on again. Yeah, it should be interesting. Thank you. Thanks to my guest today. She's Chronicle law enforcement and criminal justice reporter Megan Cassidy. Thanks to King Kaufman for producing this episode. And thank you for listening. <laughs> 